Hey folks, it's Citizen Wolf here and welcome back to my humble podcast. Now, I'd like to extend my very humble apologies to the three or four people who took the time out of their very busy schedules to subscribe to my podcast, only to find that I haven't made any content for the best part of... 12 months or so even longer than that if i'm brutally honest with you but uh, i will be getting to that why uh explaining my extended absence if you like her for most of you will probably be new listeners anyway so i will be reiterating what is the entire purpose of this podcast uh because I, I guess you can consider this like a take two or a reboot if you like i can't even remember what i said in episode two so um that episode is non-canon all right I'm gonna, that, that's my excuse to you guys uh but anyway uh, hey, hey, folks, uh, this is Citizen Wolf. Um, most of you probably know me from uh, following me on Twitter, making 3D Blender MLP artwork, or you might know me more from DeviantArt, or you might know me from uh, Derpy Buru or Fair Affinity, or one of those um, sites anyway. And the original purpose of this podcast, if you like, originally at least anyway, was a means for me to document my experiences uh, starting off as a 3D uh, artist using Blender specifically and uh, making MLP 3, uh, 3D artwork as well, uh, to be even more specific. Uh, and as a second secondary function uh, was also to maybe serve as like as a, not as a tutorial as such, if you like, but more of a um, supplementary material or a reference point if you like like some of you might be um, coming to actually start in making your own 3D artwork not just MLP artwork specifically but um, 3D artwork in general but you might not know where to start or uh, you might need some help um, tracking down materials or you might need some advice or th th those sorts of things basically so I guess this is my way of for, for, for if you fit in any of those categories, or you just you just want something, hopefully this is interesting to listen to. I I can only hopefully it is. Uh, depends how much I ramble on. Um, but if if you fit any of those categories, then maybe you might find this podcast useful or interesting. Really, it's my way of trying to give something back from me learning from other people and um, taking resources in and um, actually putting some artwork together, basically. Um, I don't have really much of a structure really as such. It's as I say, uh, in episode one I interviewed Hunter. Um, do check that out by the way if you haven't uh, listened to that already. That episode is still available in the feed um, where I interviewed him because he was. Um, I should start with him really. Basically, he was basically the one of the very first people I came into contact with um, on my journey, if you like, making 3D artwork, and, um, I interviewed him, and it was a really good, uh, interview, and if you want to know more about his artwork, and some of his opinions and stuff, do check out episode one, so there's a little plug there, but anyway, um, so that, that's episode one, this is episode three, I can't even remember what I said in episode two, so, uh, uh, I might be reiterating a few things, so, uh, but just, I guess, you, you can consider this, like, episode zero, if you like, and count count on from there um so I, i've got a few notes here but i haven't got much of a structure as of yet i think it's just a case of me if i can think of anything off the top of my head that you guys might find useful uh, i don't want to ramble on too long um but maybe some questions and stuff at the end i'm trying to fit some of those in as well so um for people who might not know, might not know me um of course i started off um making 3d artwork 
when did I first uh, around this was before well just like just as the uh, this crazy pandemic was starting back in around March 2020 when things started um, going awry for, ever, for for everybody really um it was a very strange time um for me especially because I was um furloughed from work um, so basically, it means in the UK we had the fur- they, the government set up a furlough scheme where um, if you were kept on the payroll, I think it was up to eighty percent of the payroll. If the government will pay eighty percent of the wages if you keep that person on the payroll, but they weren't allowed to work while they're on the payroll. If that makes sense. So basically, I was at home for I was furloughed for a good about four and a half months, something like that. Uh, very strange time. Um, I, at the end, it was quite scary for a lot of people because a lot of, um, I was quite fortunate because um, they, they, they kept me on, of course. At that, at the end of it, I'm back at work now, but um, that wasn't the case for everybody. Um, but th- this is important. But rambling on a little bit, but um, that's that's basic because while I was on furlough. Um, I that's how I started off with Blender. Basically, um, I was at home doing nothing, doing nothing really, and I decided to, uh, for whatever reason, take up Blender. Um, as as I was saying, Hunter uh, is now one of my friends, a friend of mine. He was one of the very first people who I commissioned to actually make some three D MLP artwork for me. Um, and he made the artwork for me, and I, I really enjoyed it, and I thanked him for that and paid him for his works, of course. And um, that was at the time where I thought, oh, I'll, I'll have a, I want to have a go at um, trying making my own 3D artwork. I did try to make my own artwork before then, uh, back in like 2019. Um, I tried to learn how to use Source Filmmaker, but um, for whatever reason, I just couldn't get my... Um, um, a head around it basically, so that idea I sort of scrapped it, and I didn't really revisit it until the um, COVID outbreak happened. Um, but um, I basically approached him, and he gave me a few pointers like where how to start, and um, I thought I asked asked him what's loads and loads of questions back in the early days of how to how do I import characters, how do I pose them, how do I get the characters to do this, this, and that, and all that, and what have you. And um, the culmination of that is, I made my very first 3D artwork, and I put it on on onto Derby Beer Room. That was the very first art piece I did. It was the um, uh, the the picture where I did uh, Starlight and Trixie on the on the, on the sofa, basically with lights behind them and the clock in, above them. Um, and that was my very first piece, and people seemed to really enjoyed it. And uh, that was how basically it started. Uh, from that and, at, and uh, things like uh, moved on from there I did more advanced pieces after that did more advanced uh, over, over the months and months uh, doing different bits and pieces and uh, now I'm not that basically more than 12 months in into the game I've made a few various bits and pieces released a few models a few did a few other bits and pe- bits and pieces in between that and um yeah, it's it's pretty crazy actually, but that that's how I basically started. Um, it was sort of on a whim thing, like a combination of like the pandemic and like the, the me going back to the desire of like me wanted to make my own three D artwork and um, not just necessarily MLP stuff, but it was that's what I started with because I wanted to instead of perhaps like maybe commission other people, I thought like maybe now I'm learning how to use the software. 
maybe I thought I'll give it I'll give a crack at making my own stuff and um I have made my own few bits and pieces I've made made um how many pieces 12 or 13 pieces now um if you count the canon piece if you, if you uh, exclude all the um unfinished product projects and other scrap bits and pieces that I got rid of uh, I made them all on. I put them all on to um, Derpa Broom and other other places, and I've got a small but dedicated following, which I'm really eternally thankful for, and um, which is pretty crazy. I'm still trying to get over that, but yeah. Um, so I had a bit of a strange start with Blender. Really, it was sort of. Um, it's. I guess it was purely by chance. Really, had had the pandemic never have happened, would I have? Uh, Learn Blender, maybe, maybe, maybe not. I really don't know on that one to be really honest with you. It's, it's certainly a huge contributing factor, anyway. But that's that's the long and short of it. That's how I started making learning three um, D artwork. Um, of course, um, in terms of like tutorials and stuff, I uh, of, of course, I, I, like uh, while I was, I, I did, I did, I can't remember. Did I do? I, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Like the, the my head is cloudy. I've, as I say, I haven't got very much in my notes. I'm just going off, um, off the top of my head here. I think I did the Starlight and Trixie picture first before I did any main tutorials, which is a bit weird. And um, I again, I learnt Blender completely from scratch. I didn't have any. Um, prerequisite uh le- um knowledge from other 3d software well i, I learned well not learned really i uh, it's um about 15 years ago i used to mess around with a program called called um bryce i think it was bryce 4 it might be bryce 3 i think it was just mainly for landscapes and things and another one was um an earlier version of das studio it's still ongoing it's still um a fairly popular bit of software these days it's still free i think it is um das studio another 3d modeling uh, program software i used a very early v- version of that das studio i used to mess around with but this I, I never took it really anywhere i only messed around with it on my um, mom's laptop like some this is going about um um probably 15 or so years ago now so i can't remember which version it is but um, i have vague recollection recollections of messing around with that uh years and years ago but again I never really did anything until very very recently but blender is the i guess like my first proper foray into making 3d software um and all that stuff um and in terms of mlp stuff my little pony stuff it's um a lot of again I'm, I'm really late on the game on that front really i a lot of people were around in the heyday of like mlp like that's probably around 2013 2014 uh thereabouts where it, where source filmmaker was still uh, very much the um, a lot of people were experimenting with it and um, that was the program that people using to make 3d artwork uh, when it comes to MLP stuff specifically um, it's still the predominant bit of software into in that community at the moment but um, blend is starting to swing uh, towards blender's favor but I will talk about that a little bit later on but um, source filmmaker um, I never learned how to use that uh, I tried as I said I've tried to learn how to use that. But um, again, that is a, that is the point where I'm doing this podcast in the first place. I um, at the time I just didn't know what to do, where to start, like what tutorial did I do, or who do I ask? Like if I want to make MLP stuff with SFM, what do I do? Who do I talk to? I just didn't have anyone to talk to. I didn't know who to 
um, uh, get in contact with or which tutorials to watch and stuff because it was sort of it's kind of a niche thing. If it's easy if you know how, as that old adage goes, I suppose. Um, 3D's easy, well, with the big asterisks on it. 3D's easy if you know how, and I think that's, that's that can be said about a lot of things, really. Um, but so SFM was sort of like this alien thing. I just I did, I did try my best to try and uh, learn how to use it, but I just couldn't get get, get anywhere with it. So um, it's sort of um, that idea fell by the wayside, and um, when Blender became like um when i was talking to hunter about blender and stuff like he was explaining that's how he what that's the program he uses uh now to make his uh, 3d artwork exclusively now um he was he was talking to me about um what program the intricacies of blender and like what you can do with it and his favorite artists and things like that and he saw that was the sort of the spot part of the spark that um got me interested in it and actually putting the time into try and make, make my own bits and pieces which i am now so now i've gotten 12 months into it um i can try hopefully try and relay some of my experiences to you guys for, for, the, for the, not just newcomers but maybe people who are making artwork already in the month then they maybe could relate to some of this stuff hopefully anyway um so yeah so B- blender was like that came around because of the pandemic i uh I did my first Trixie and Starlight artwork, and uh, the very first bit of artwork I did... No, I'm getting that completely wrong. No, I've I've got it completely wrong again. It can't be, because um, the first tutorial I I, uh, uh, followed on YouTube was Blender Guru's Donut donut Tutorial. And now it's sort of become like a bit of a meme, I suppose, in the Blender community, or the 3D artwork community in general, really, where it's basically got its own subreddit that, that so many people... Uh, learned cut their teeth with blender like following blender guru's tutorial where you make a coffee cup and a donut and you make it uh, animate and stuff um so that was the very first one i uh, followed all the way through made my own donut did the render and then once i did that render i put that in my trixie and starlight artwork as a nice little nod to myself i suppose so uh so yeah i'm getting the chron- that, that's the that's the correct chronology now i did the donut tutorial first then i did the starlight one after that um so uh, yes i've still got the original blend file i um i'll keep everything that i make uh so i can still go back to that to re-render it if i want to but you know it's it looks a bit rough <laughs> to be brutally honest the donut but as i say that's the um every 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 person's first bit of artwork is a bit rough i suppose same with that um starlight and tricks piece uh the lighting it's looking back at my older pieces oh my goodness um a lot of it's terrible <laughs> to be brutally honest with you um some of the some of my earlier artworks all right but that one's a bit rough you can tell the posing's not great like the like the 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 posing on the Trixie's ankle i think is what looks looks a bit weird and the lighting's flat and uh, I kept re- had a nasty habit of reusing that same stupid brick wall texture. You you probably know <laughs> know that by now if you follow my artwork. Um, so I got a we must, I, 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 that was my go to wall texture for quite a while. Um, but anyway, it was um, it's, it's it's one of those things really. So that was the very first uh, tutorial that I followed myself. Uh, the Blender Blender Guru tutorial. Um, it's I've done several tutorials since then. 
so I, can, I think I can give you guys a decent overview of some of the good ones you can follow. I've got the Blender, Blender Donut tutorial is a good one, but as I say, not many people find that appealing because it is quite a lengthy tutorial, and maybe you want more of a bite-sized one. Uh, the three main ones I've done, uh, I can't remember exact order of which I did them, to be brutally honest, but um, I did the Blender, Blender Donut tutorials, obviously. Uh, I also did another good one you can do is Grand Tabit's Monster Tutorial. That's another good one that runs through. If you just want like a bite-sized um, tutorial, like learning how the UI works of the software and, and that covers a bit basic bit of modelling and how to position items and things like that. That's a good one to start off with. It's a nice bite-sized tutorial to get yourself started. And the other another good one I did was by CG Boost, the Apple Tutorial. Uh, that's another really good one that you can do. It's a bit more. It's a. It's more of an intermediate one in between the monster tutorial and the donut tutorial in terms of length and complexity. So that's a nice intermediate one uh, to do, um, where you make a basket of apples and uh, you um, model the apples yourself, and uh, with a bit, of, you learn a bit of lighting, how to make use lighting, and how to uh, model a few bits and pieces. That's another really good one to. Uh, um, start off with so those 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 three ones are really good to really good ones to do but um, as I say it depending on what how much time that you have or you have available uh, the probably the Apple or the uh, monster tutorials are the two ones I tend to go for and they're I think they're a bit more modern they're, they're, they they uh, refer to a more recent version of blender uh, then um, blender blender Guru's tutorial is still relevant uh, now at the moment but like I found, I, I struggled a little bit when I was doing it because a few like um, a Blender was updated a few times in the interim, and a few of the buttons or um, I seem to remember a few of the um, functions that functions had moved about somewhere or didn't work as they did before in the version he was doing using the, uh, for the tutorial. So, um, so I had a few snags with that one, but like I did get to the end and like I did learn quite a, quite a lot, and I do. I do recommend people, if you're brand new to Blender, um, definitely don't just do one tutorial. Do do a, do a few, because basically um, every every person's got like a different teaching style, and uh, you might pick up things from like another person that say that you uh, you won't from another person and vice versa. Like I picked up something different from each of those three. Uh, blender tutorials or something that like maybe wasn't explained or didn't sink in the first time but when i did it again when it was reiterated to me again in a different way by a different teacher then oh i know what he meant by that other guy meant by um scaling like a, a long a axis or whatever or whatever the um uh thing was i was trying to learn um so i do recommend doing that anyway if you're if you're brand new to the whole uh, blender get up let me just take a drink. I do apologise. Throat's um, oh, that's <laughs> throat is absolutely bone dry. So I will be doing that quite frequently, I think. Um, but anyway, it's um, so yeah, it's, it's one of those things. It's that's what I, person. That's what I, that's what I do recommend. Um, so it, not just for learning MLP three D artwork. Um, that's a lot. That's another pit. That's another pitfall that some people like. If you in specifically you want to learn how to make three D MLP artwork, like where do you start? Uh, again, um, this stuff isn't covered by like YouTube tutorials. So if you are brand new to Blender or three D modeling in general, um, take do a few tutorials first of all. 
so if you got to you got to learn how to walk before you can run, basically. Not that I'm saying I can. Like, I, I know how to use Blender brilliantly. I've still got. I've learned quite a lot. I will iterate that, but there's still so much more. I need to learn, or there's a lot of things I don't even know how to do, um, like stuff like animation and other bits and pieces. Like there's there's loads of things I I want to learn or improve on. Um, so learning the fundamentals is a very good thing to do. Like learning how the basic shortcuts, like where things are, what the buttons do, like what certain sh- keyboard shortcuts do, how to do. For example, how to move an object, how to import an object, how to rotate things, how to scale things, basic things like that. Uh, how to manipulate vertices and things like that. Um, learning how to do that, first of all, puts you in excellent stead because at least you've got a very basic grasp of where things are and what the different interfaces do, if you know what I mean. Like one's for texturing, one's for modeling, another one's for animation, another one's for scripting and what have you. But yeah, that sort of thing. So uh, a lot, I think a lot of people um, sort of... Um, it's it's understandable. Like um, a lot of, uh, I've, I've found like a lot of uh, a pitfall that a lot of people tend to fall in is um, they try to try to do too much in such a short amount of time, and I'm guilty of that as well. That they try to do something way too complicated that they're not really capable of knowing how to go about it. If that makes sense, like how to like doing some like a complicated scene with some characters, but you don't really know how to. Um, rotate things like you're gonna struggle if you don't know where like the half of the you know where half of the uh, functions are in the software. So l- l- learn a few tutorials before you even start making MLP stuff. That's a very good thing to do, or just any kind of artwork, but not just MLP artwork. But once you've, if you're interested in MLP stuff specifically, once you've done a few tutorials, then you know the basics of what you can do. Like, okay, right, I want to do a character with, like, I don't know, Twilight Sparkle or something like that. You want, like, go, oh, I know how to import the character now. You go into append, find the character, the character model that you've got, import the character, and there you are. You start off with your character, and then, like, uh, you probably want to import a few more characters and then import a few more assets, and there we go, and you start, and you start building the uh, idea from there, or whatever you want to do. So, so, yeah, so... I use NextGen. Uh, NextGen's probably the easiest to grapple with compared to Revamped. Revamped is also very good, but the big downfall with that one is it's um, it doesn't have IK rigs. It doesn't have in- inverse kinetic rigs set up. So that's personally that's that's something I haven't even touched myself. Again, so I uh, I haven't really dabbled with uh, Revamped all that much. Um, I I'm tend to be sticking with NextGen for the time being because that's I'm still. Um, getting to grips with like those models and how to put how to pose the characters because um, uh, with next gen the uh, the characters are practically already pre-built for you. Just import the character, pick your main that you want. If you import the extra mains that you want, if you want to swap them out, and then you the, the character models have already got the pose um, the rig already set up, so you, they're ready to pose. You just select the pose part of the character, and then you can do whatever you want with them basically. Um, as I say, um, it's um, they're, they're, it's quite fun to use. Uh, they're not perfect, as I say, but uh, hopefully a lot some of the bugs will be ironed out in version fourteen or something. I think it is. Um, the the only gripe I have with next gen is I think the probably um, the Blender version's a bit neglected uh, because it, it was predominantly for Source Filmmaker. Um, again, you can import. Source filmmaker assets into Blender, but that again, if you if you don't know how to do some 
ba- at least basic conversions or import and you're going to struggle so that's my that's my main criticism i suppose uh the blender version's a bit overlooked and, and i think they probably maybe they're putting a bit too much time into source filmmaker when in my personal opinion probably source filmmaker you probably you might want to like start shifting efforts away from that d- dated software and move on to blender but anyway but we'll get to that that's another topic entirely again th- th- this is the par and par-, par and parcel for the course like i ramble all the time in these bloody podcasts again um i will try to improve in later um episodes if i when i get around to recording more of these hopefully with some other guests as well so um, we'll get to that so so yeah so started off with blender back in 2020 um of i'm still uh learning how to use the software myself i've made quite several pieces since then i've modeled a few other bits and pieces um another thing uh probably um can be quite difficult is i suppose for me anyway talking from personal experience it's it's one of those things where there's no i guess not like in like college or school or whatever where like the 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 school or the uh the district to set you a curriculum if you like to you must do maths you must do science you must do english whatever whatever it is uh, and they give you a set of instructions to follow it's with blender there's no or 3d model in general there's no like curriculum basically to follow really so it like knowing no knowing where to start can be quite tricky um that's that's the part of the problem i had with source filmmaker i just didn't know where to start or what to do first or what was important what was not important that's part of probably part of the reason why i um sort of scrapped that idea and just went to blender instead because i think blender there was more resources available and, the, and it was more accessible so that's that's a lot of the a lot of the people find that find it quite difficult like not knowing where to start but again um doing a few ch- uh, b- uh, good basic tutorials any of those three i recommend the ones i've tried are uh, good ones to start off with start off with a really good um, good few tutorials do a two or three and then um from there you get to you've got you've got some more options to play with and then you've got a more you've got a bigger school set skills school set skill set to play with and like having knowing how to better approach like the the idea that you've got in your head like making a bit of art or an animation or what have you so that that can be quite tricky like not having a curriculum as such to follow can be quite tricky um so do do a bunch of the three the, 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 the advantage of like having a load of uh, tutorials on youtube is um a lot of the really good ones are completely free so um all, all it requires from you is a time investment to actually follow them through and uh, there's some really the, the ones i've uh, covered that they end up with a nice uh, bit of a bit of artwork at the end of it so you can um use to show yourself oh i've actually improved you know what i mean so um which is awesome so um having a tangible goal to work with in in the early stages is is a very good thing to do um speaking from my personal experience anyway um and there's, and, and there's all the courses there's always loads of things that um i wish i'd done differently in the early days um like again uh, this is a bit of a meme at this point i suppose like where i um the starline trixie piece going back to that once again my very first proper piece they they're a nude for a reason not because like nudity is fun of course it's fun in artwork of course but the the the, i genuinely didn't know how to put clothing on the characters i didn't know how to do it at the time i know how to do it now but at the time i just didn't know what the hell to do (laughs) i didn't know what modifier you did or how you import them or anything i didn't know any of that at the time so 
<laughs> that was uh, that was uh, it's sort of uh, it's it's still one of my highest rated pieces, even though I don't really like it so much. It's it's not as good as my later ones, if you ask me. It's not my it's probably not my favourite piece either, but it's 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 like baby steps, as I say. Um, I just wish I had a better, um, slightly better understanding of the of Blender itself before I actually did that. I can always go back and change it if I want, but again, it's like I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like going back and. Um, doing a George Lucas on my older stuff. It's, it's kind of like redundant at this stage. I'd rather move on to newer things with like improvements and do it that way. But uh, some people like to do that, go back to their old artworks and um, and um, I guess re-render them, improve them in different ways, which, you know, it can be a fun exercise every now and then, but um, maybe I'll do that at some point, but uh, it's not really a priority right now if I ever plan to do that. I don't know whether I will, but um, we'll see. Is all... Um, I'm not. I wouldn't say no entirely to that idea. But anyway, rambling once again. So, so yes. So uh, start with a few good tutorials, and uh, once you've done that, make a few pieces, and then uh, get yourself started. Um, so, what else is another important thing to? A lot. A lot of this is quite a lot of personal stuff, but. Um, uh, relaying my personal experiences and stuff, but uh, hopefully it's still relevant anyway. Um, I think one of the traps I fell into myself, especially in the early days, I still I'm still quite guilty of it now, to be honest. It's um, I guess like it's in the early days, like I wanted to, I was chasing likes basically. I was I wasn't really making artwork for myself that I found interesting, but more so making pieces in order to try and like get the most up upvotes or most likes or new uh watchers to my artwork and stuff and like um which isn't really the proper way to, isn't the best way to do it especially especially if you're doing it like as a um as a hobby but you might have different motivations if you're doing this professionally or you're looking to um earn a living out of this sort of thing maybe as some people do like making artwork for patreon or becoming a professional artist full time and what have you i can only speak as a um and a part-time artist who does this on the side so uh, i'm not going to be able to cover the whole spectrum as it were you, people are going to have different opinions i will stress that but um as somebody who do, does this stuff on the side from time to time um i had a really hard time in the early days i still do it every now and then like like being motivated trying to like chasing likes and like it's not it's not good for your mental health really i'm gonna stress that it's not um like when you like make a, a piece of art that you're really proud of and like you only get like two likes and like not barely anyone it gets largely ignored um so that's part that's part and part of the course again once again um so I always stress to people i guess especially if you're starting out like um don't stress about that stuff at all really try not to stress about all that stuff as you find over time as i found with myself over time like as i, as I sort of like i suppose like let go of my inhibitions and decided to make my art that's more interesting to me even if it's more even it's more even if it's a bit more niche and like um not as many people like it for the for the themes i cover or what have you um i i can tell my artwork is vastly is improving all the time like i'm getting better at the lighting i'm making stuff i'm more interested in i'm taking more care with posing the characters and the set pieces and thinking about more of the um the background storytelling and stuff like that uh, as, as i'm making more and more pieces all that stuff becomes more important and chasing the likes and um, the acclaim if you like is not as important of course you want people to like your stuff of course but um now that I've 
sort of got the balance a bit better. I'm not perfect. I'm not. I'm still making issues. I'm still having. I, I, I do struggle sometimes, like to um, keep that in check from time to time. Uh, I will. I will not doubt that. But um, now that I've, I've got the balance a bit better, uh, my artwork is now imp- is, is improving, and I'm on uh, people who are interested in similar sort of things that I like in making MLP artwork and 3D artwork. Um, people are coming to coming to me and like uh, wanted to communicate with me and uh, from from that i've made several friends which i'm really thankful for another yeah friendships is another good thing um it's, it's another relevant thing when making when you started out making 3d artwork it's like once you once you've got yourself established and you upload a few pieces that you really like uh people will find you find that people come to you every after a while and they'll start contacting you on their own accord and asking you like uh, for advice and uh from there on then people um uh become friends with you and like they share like-minded people like similar artwork you exchange uh feedback and become friends over discord and what have you and uh share expertise and uh, which i'm really thankful for in my um, very I'm, I'm in very fortunate position as again from starting from hunter again um he introduced me to his friend Jay Dash who works on who part is works on the next gen project making the next gen models and things. Um he introduced me to him because he, he was when I was making some of my early artworks, uh he, he's saying like uh like he, that's the sort of material that he um that's the sort of artwork he 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 likes. And he I uh, got into contact with him via Hunter and now we talk quite regularly and we exchange feedback and um that sort of thing it's it's it, that and i met other people through him and like it's sort of snowball from there so finding the finding a community i guess is uh is, is is another one of the really cool things of being a 3d art 3d artist i think like once you make a few pieces and people come to you for advice and like uh want to become friends with you and like it and that's how um friendships start basically which is awesome that's one of the upsides of it like um making new friends like like-minded people like similar artwork that you do and um and take it from there which is which is awesome and uh jay dash has furnished me with several assets to use in my artworks and um, without him my, some a lot of my most recent works would have been possible without him so um uh, i do talk to him on a regular basis and um through him i've met other people like-minded people who like similar artwork as well which is awesome um I will talk about some of the drawbacks, more of the drawbacks, I guess, um, as as like as a as a balancing sort of thing. Um, it can be like as as I say, like when you're making three D artwork, it's not it's not all uh, um, it's not all sunshine and roses. If that's is that the phrase sunshine and roses? But yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's not all um, sunshine and roses. It's not all um, sunshine and bunnies or whatever it is. Um, all the time, basically, because there are a few drawbacks to being an artist. Other than like, um, I guess, like um, in my personal experience, not everyone's going to have that problem. Like trying to chase likes and stuff. That's a separate thing. A separate thing. Um, you are. It, it is. An, I think it is inevitable where like you will get people asking you for free stuff. I think that's. Uh, I don't think you. I think that's. I think that's a like a, a rite of passage, if you like. Uh, 
Um, I think everyone's had like the odd, like several weirdos like a court asking for free stuff or like other weirder requests I've had. <laughs> but, like I've had stuff asking me people for people ask like out of the blue like, like can I have some free art? Like, no, you, no. I'd like um, for several reasons. Well, I don't take commissions at the moment. Number two, who are you? And all sorts of things. And like you get sort of, that's just you get all sorts of uh, uh, weird requests. I think like ask any artist worth their salt will have several stories like that and uh, i've come across like a few individuals and like it's like a water cooler moment like everyone's uh come across like a weirdo like uh, asking for free stuff a lot or maybe artwork ideas that you may be not comfortable making and stuff like that um i guess that's um <laughs> one of the main ones but I've, I've had i've had a few of those like people asking for asking me for free freebies and stuff and like out of the blue and like or try to be manipulative that's another one um pleading poverty and uh, asking for um handouts and things like that I've, I've had that i've had that sort of stuff in the past which is uh disappointing but you learn how to um scope those out i suppose and you get better at um um dealing with that sort of thing so it, it is it is um that is inevitable unfortunately but you, you do take precautions to protect yourself on those things like maybe not um only give out your contact information with people you like you've maybe you've conversed with on a few occasions or you feel that you can trust them it, 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 it again that's another difficult thing to decipher in this day and age a lot of people who who is trust, trustworthy uh, um these days it's quite um difficult to ascertain but um you've got to um have your wits about you these days making 3d art where you can put yourself in situations where like um, they're forcing you to make artwork and all sorts of other horror stories i'll probably cover them in like a later episode when maybe i can get some other people on the podcast and go through that more but um it's um it's one of those part par and parcels really i think it is it's one of those things where uh, you get learn how to deal with um, after a certain amount of time, and you get better at that. So um, it, it it does toughen you up. Uh, have like and people like they've had people criticise my artwork, and then coming back say twelve months later saying they want to do collaborations with me. I've had that before, and uh, I, I that was quite a cathartic moment. Like, um, but I won't uh, I won't go into that anymore because um, as I say, it's it's one of those things. But anyway, um, so. Um, uh, being a, being an artist is great. There are ups, most most of it for me anyway, is mostly ups, but there are a few downs. But like, um, uh, best thing is to to probably discuss it with your fellow peers and like um, help you get through it. That's one of the best things to do. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so um, I've made several pieces uh, using Blender MLP 3D artwork. I've got a few more ideas that I'm planning to do. Don't know what they're going to be next, but um, I've always got a few other bits and pieces in the pipeline. Um, uh, I haven't got very much else to say, really. I've covered everything I want to cover in this podcast, really, I think, really. I've got a few other bits and pieces I could do. Um, I've covered the ups and downs of being a pod... Uh, being a podcast, ups and downs of being an artist. Um, another one, I guess, like, uh, what am I... What, what, the, what is my opinion of using Blender over, say, something like Source Filmmaker? Um... For me, I think, as I say, like, a Source Filmmaker 
in the MLP community, like it's it sort of like they they came about at the same time. They, or they should say they became really popular at the same time. That's why there's a lot of intermingling between the between the two back in say about 2013, 2014, around that time, back in its heyday of both the show and um, Source Filmmaker. So that's where there were a lot of art and th- 3D animations were made using that software. But Source Filmmaker. Uh, being as it's now 2021 it's uh, it's really showing its age um as i say i i had a lot of trouble personally as i've explained already uh, learning how to use the interface i just didn't know where to start and there was barely any materials for me to reference and what i didn't know what how to use it so it's quite um obtuse from that point of view and uh, secondly, uh, from a technical perspective, it, it's as it's it's thirty-two bit software, which means it can only address three and a half gigabytes of uh, RAM uh, memory. And uh, in in terms of three D modeling or animation or art or anything like that, anything like that, that's nothing. Um, it's so you are basically you can easily hit that memory cap and. Uh, it's uh, reportedly crashes frequently, from what I've heard, and like, there's a lot of limitations. Where, you, like, if you want to do portrait pieces, you have to, you, you can't like adjust the viewport like you can in Blender and all that other stuff. Um, it's just very limited in what you can do, and people like um, people still make fantastic stuff with it, which I, which I'm still, I'm not trying to knock people who choose SFM over Blender, not at all. Um, my just my big concern is. Um, it's sort of because of its limitations and people are hitting those limitations regularly now. Um, it's 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 probably my worry is it might be stifling creativity from like a hardware perspective. Like there's a bunch of ideas that you just cannot do with Source Filmmaker because of um, it just it, the software just can't cope with what you're trying to do. Like if you're trying to do a scene with like loads of characters. It uh, it just like craps out on you, and it all just crashes, or you lose all your work and stuff. I heard horror stories like that all the time, but um, so that's where Blender has a load of massive advantages over that. Uh, as a, again, Blender isn't perfect. Uh, there's a few it can it can misbehave occasionally, but for general, for the most part, it's pretty stable software. Uh, but um, and it can be quite um, uh, for people who jump in directly from SFM into Blender. They, um, some people have like I've said they've had, had like a hard time trying to make the jump over to it uh, for various reasons. But again, like with everything, um, it's a case of relearning the the new workflow, if you like, and uh, retapping into the previous knowledge that you had with the Source Filmmaker. Because a lot of that you can still use, like the idea of like using cameras and using lighting and posing characters, all that stuff you can still use. But you just have to like relearn how to re-implement those um, ideas that and knowledge that you have with Blender, and it's totally doable. Um, and when it comes to like MLP stuff, because Blender has is able to import Source Filmmaker assets like both levels and models and all and textures and stuff with a bit with a few conversions here and there, you can basically still reuse a lot of those assets in your new artworks and like reuse them in more interesting ways and um with stuff you can do with, like textures and stuff like that it's, it's 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 amazing what you can do with it um like for example if you wanted to like say like rechange a color palette on like a on like a um an item of clothing you you can't change that as easily as you can with blender you can't really do that with source filmmaker you have to 
sort of stick with the your texture that, that that comes with that asset whatever it is be it a t-shirt or some trousers or some boots or whatever it is but in blender like for example if i don't like a texture and and i want to swap it with something else i can do i can just bring my own texture in and like remap it and everything and like get the texture how it's how i, can, how I want it to look and stuff and that's just one of the many things you can do with it and of course like you're not limited by um it's not it's 64-bit software so you're not limited by um ram limitations well you, you are still limited by ram of course but like you're not limited in the same way you're not limited at a software level if that makes sense you're basically limited by um how complex your scene you want it to be or how powerful your computer is so in my case like in my some of my early in one of my early works i think it's the the rarity and uh Fluttershy one uh, I did uh, where she was tied to the chair. Rarity was tied to the chair with like the with the cuffs. That one, the the bunny uh, picture I did. That's probably my favourite piece actually. Um, but anyway, I'm rambling again. In that in that piece, I basically went overboard with all the textures. I, again, it's a learning process. I went overboard with all the textures and stuff, and like it took up so much RAM and memory. So I ended up having to by necessity like double the amount of ram in my machine just to get the damn thing to work so i ended up having um i needed i put, I put an extra 16 gigs in there to make it 32 and um, for the most part that served me well i'm thinking about doubling it again but um i'm now I've, I've learned how to be more frugal with textures and stuff and not go crazy with like 4k ultra high res stuff because <laughs> like most in most cases you don't need them that high the res high res textures you don't need them that high because um, like the more the higher the res the textures the more memory you use and the more memory you use the slower the software gets and the slower it gets the more likelihood it's going to crash and but so on and so forth so it's uh, it's just well, it's just one of the things that you learn as uh, as you progress basically it's it's one of those things <laughs> it's just, as 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 a beginner artist like it's one of those like oh I wish I did that better again but again it's a learning process um, each time you make a new piece of artwork you sort of gain new knowledge and uh you sort of uh improve as 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 you move on um so each piece i make i think i am improving and like every now and then i try to disperse like a new uh quick tutorial in between here and there uh, to just to um brush up my skills and improve as as i as i move along i'm currently doing a new tutorial at the moment um i'm doing the um cg booster car tutorial uh which is more one of the more advanced ones where you model a car a, th a low poly car and then you um at the end of it you're supposed to have like a 3d animated scene where the cars the, the flying car is going through the, the the grand canyon or whatever and like it looks really good um i haven't got to that point yet i've modeled the car but i haven't got to the animation part yet so uh uh i will show my f my finished results once it's finished hopefully if i get to the end hopefully without failing i'm, I'm still very worried that's going to happen but um, i will uh push through um with that i, su I suppose so we'll, we'll take it from there and um so but so while i'm working on that i probably won't be able to have a chance to work on other mlp artwork for the time being so i've sort of paused it for now i, I, I do need to update the uh, um podcast title carl i'll try and do that at some point i don't know what i'm going to swap it with i'm probably going to redo it with another fluttershy piece perhaps but again i haven't really um decided what i'm going to do with that yet i'm still it's still in the works as i say it's sort of again like as with the podcast itself it uh mothballed because i uh, just didn't have time and like i i did this i did this thing way too early i didn't have enough um experience to relay to other people 
to, to you guys really like I, I started it too early i should have like waited a bit longer and maybe got a few more people interested like guests on board and stuff but um, i'm working on that i'll try if um, hopefully this podcast will entice more people and more guests to come onto the show and talk about their experiences of um making 3d artwork and uh, what have you I think I've covered everything I want to cover in this podcast. Um, I don't want to make it too long. It's a nice little bite-sized little thing. I won't call it bite-sized, but um, it's not too long, not too short. So um, I think I will um, cut it there. Thank you so much for listening to me. Uh, Again, you can follow me on my usual um, places. Follow me on Twitter. It's CitizenWolf underscore 3D. I've changed my Twitter handle to make it um, more generalised, not just about MLP stuff. You can also follow me, uh, find me on DerpyBuru, my artwork, on DeviantArt, and on uh, Fur Affinity as well. Those are three main um, sites you can follow me on, but I'm most active on um, DeviantArt and Twitter. So um, if you're at all interested in... um, coming on the show or uh, any questions you want to ask me in like future episodes or what have you uh do let me know send me some dms send me some comments and um, i will see you guys next time thank you so much for listening take care